you have come to the place where you can learn to harness the power of intention, to create subconscious beliefs that serve you, and to gain insights that allow you to create a life personally and professionally that you desire. This is the place where you leverage your subconscious mind and design your destiny. Join me now, your host, Penny Chason. Hey, hey, joyful souls. It is Penny, and I am back with a special guest today, Dr. Tule Massey. And she is someone who I love very much because she is just such a great energy. She's heart, and she has had some huge changes in her life. All of you know that I went from having a J-O-B to running my own business, and her story is similar. And I just love her story, and I want her to share it with you. And some of the challenges and the thinking that she's had to overcome to get to this point, because if you're out there listening and you're in the J-O-B, or you've had a J-O-B and you're either thinking about starting your business or you're starting a business or just want to make a massive change in your life, I have a feeling we're going to have some pearls here that are really going to make a difference in how you look at that and think about that. So welcome to Lay. Thank you, Penny. Thanks for having me today. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about you. Oh, where to start? So my name is Dr. Tulay Masi, and I'm the founder of Tulay Masi Coaching and the creator of the Serenity Method. This is my introduction, but I haven't always been <laughs> this way. I'm originally from Turkey. I am a trained food and dairy scientist, and I have worked over 18 years in a corporate job, over the same job, working and developing food and beverages for a really big beverage company. So I've been a scientist most of my life, really. Yeah. So being a scientist, if you're like I was in healthcare, you're accustomed to protocols and checklists and you know, there's a process for everything. And while in business, there's a process, there's also a lot of creativity, a lot of vision building. And we were talking before we began, and you mentioned that you first discovered that you had a knack for something else in 2005. Right. Yes. So the company that I work with, which I am really grateful for all these years, it's valued with diversity a lot. In fact, it was because of them valuing diversity that I was able to get the job in the first place because I came to the UK with a scholarship, which I had to pay back. And in order for me to not be able to go back, I had to obviously have a job. And the first thing in the job interview was job not in application form was, do you need a work permit? And then for some people, if you tick that, you couldn't even get to the second question. So this company accepted me as a foreign student or a foreign person into their world. So they valued diversity. So what I trained as a trainer to train people in different aspects of diversity. How do we value diversity at workplace? You know, is it being a different person, being a morning person and that all that sort of stuff. So that was so good because every time I got on that stage, I felt myself light up. I felt myself alive. And I could feel the aliveness in the room when I was doing my training. So that was really kind of infectious for me. That's when I first realized I really love this thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important. A lot of people 
ask me, either clients or participants in my workshop or my membership, they will ask me, how do I find alignment? Like, how do I find my dharma, you know, my calling? And I, it's like, get curious, see what else is out there. If you're not feeling what's lighting you up, then experiment, play, give yourself permission to try things you would never try before and just see what happens. Now, you did the training in the company for a while, and then you had your first, we'll just call them a coaching student, but you were mentoring someone. What happened at that point? So, yeah, in 2010, uh, we have we have really summer students, well, students that come to our workplace at the time for a whole year. And when they come, they just come out fresh out of university. They've got so much to learn, but they need to completely independently do a project by the end of the year and present that. So, and when I had my first student, she was so timid and so kind of shy and whatever, but I held her hand and actually really helped her come out and by the end like three months before after Christmas they start generally in July after Christmas she was coming to me here's my plan this is what I'm going to do this is who I'm going to talk to and all this sort of stuff and by the end of her presentation in the actual final presentation as I was literally in tears because of the growth that she had and I realized my god this is just really gives me chills doing this sort of stuff and since then I've had 10 years of students come in you know, year in, year out, and they achieved exactly the same results. Come in as really timid, and they were really good at what they're doing, but they're obviously in the setting of an industry. They don't know what they're doing. And for me to be able to give them that confidence without having to micromanage and actually allow them to become their own, I realized there was a skill that I had innate within me. So and you bring up a very good point. I don't do formal coaching. I coach people around their emotions and interpretations and perception and those types of things that are connected to the subconscious work that I do. But you bring up a very good point because I'm in a lot of entrepreneur groups online and there are a lot of people that you know haven't come to the point yet where they realize they have inside of them what they need and that they want that hand holding and someone to just tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. And I know there are coaches out there that will do done for you plans. And that's one thing. Sometimes you need done for you. But when you're in personal development, I think it's important to have someone that empowers you to find your own way, to find it within you, what it takes to develop these qualities. So I think that's you know, a really awesome place to be. Now you discovered you had this passion. Mm -hmm. It reignited this fire, but you stayed in your job. So why don't you elaborate a little bit just to the degree that you want to about why you chose to stay in that space rather than venturing out? Like I said, I was having my students every year. I was kind of enjoying my job, but I also had other life goals, one of which being having been a mom. And I, at that point, I was just about pregnant with my first child. And um, so I always imagined and I always wanted to have a boy and a girl and our son, born in 2011, born prematurely. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so he, he was our first baby and that's great we achieved it so he's, he's all fantastic I went back to work carried on and still having the vision that I'm gonna have a girl now this is my next aim in between I just kind of coast because I still like my job 
I was good at it. I was able to do it with my eyes closed, as it were, you know, because I was so proficient at it at the time. And then I had my go. And um, it was only after I went back, almost a few a year after I went back from the maternity of my girl, this is about 2018, early 2018, I actually had, um, had the flu, literally. And I was in bed for seven weeks. <laughs> it really, really nasty it was. And at that time, on return, I didn't have any energy. I actually started to not even be around my own children, let alone be at work in that place. And I just started the questions like, what am I doing here? You know, this is not what I'm here to do. And there is something inside of me, but I didn't quite know what it was at that point, when in my lowest of lowest points. So I went back to the drawing board, as it were, and um, just revisited one of those personality tests that you take, you know, you probably take a few of those in your time. <laughs> and this was, you. Yeah, this was the MBTI one. And I went back and read my um, personality says, you're born to be a coach. I was like, of course I have. And that's when I realized, of course it is. And everything is, this has been telling me already. I took that test in 2011 and I retook it again. And it was exactly the same result every time it comes back. And I was like, okay, so what am I doing here? So let me go and find out how to become a coach. <laughs> and it was at that point in more or less the same sort of time, I actually came across um, James Wedmore's episode with Jim Fortin in 114 when he was talking about <laughs> be do have and stuff like that. And then that's what really, really kind of clarified it for me, really. And yeah. you need to stop <laughs> hiding behind all of this and really get your selfing gear to do something about it so yeah I, I'm all of you out there listening you can't see her face she's grinning from ear to ear because she and I both have been what I call hashtag fortnized in the last two and a half years I have learned more about living life to actually live life and not exist on this planet than I learned in the 48 years before and there just really aren't words to describe it now Within that program, there's a lot of talk about our identity, our beliefs, our habits. How did that resonate? Because I bring that in with my clients now. It's one of the reasons I get the results I get. I don't just do hypnosis, right? I bring this into it because we. this is something we have to integrate within ourselves to understand. How did that identity piece in the beliefs begin to move you to where you are now so I you know I was always very you know very, I was a good student I've learned everything I've ticked everything I achieved stuff and <laughs> but it was I realized in the last year it was always to get that appreciation and the approval of someone especially at workplace because I knew that there was so much in me I wasn't I kind of hit my glass ceiling at that point in time and with little things I was trying to do still trying to get the approval and whatever so every time I would revert back to I must make it even better in order to make it better so it was kind of that sort of I was referring back to that and I realized actually in order for me to change and be the example I need to be the change that I want people to 
experience. Uh, I know it's a cliche we say this, but I actually made that decision. I need to be the change. And literally in the last couple of years at work, I would any free coffee time that I would find with people, I would practice my skills on them. Here we go, half an hour. Let's go have some coffee. I'm going to practice on you. (laughs) I think that's awesome. And you say something that enters my mind all the time. And that is that we're very good at, you know, whether it's a book, listening to a talk show, a podcast, scrolling Facebook and looking at motivational memes, like you'll see people share, be the change you want to see in the world will embody that. It's not enough to say, I'm going to be the change I want to see in the world. We have to ask ourselves, what does the person that I want the world to look like, what do they think? What do they do? Mm. How are they showing up? And then embodying that within ourselves. And one of the things that I consider, and I don't know how this resonates with you. I I would love to know what you think or how you feel about it. My thoughts on this are that when we say that statement, be the change you want to see in the world, and we're saying that from the ego perspective, that we already are what the world needs to be. We're coming, it's one of the things I've learned, we're coming from the wrong place because we are always evolving. We're always shedding our past. We're always learning lessons and looking for a better way to be. So I don't know, how does that resonate with you? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You the, what what that brings up for me is that how I made that decision and why is because when, as I was doing my life coaching course, I re I become aware of so many things how we get triggered, why we get triggered, and um, there were so many things that was triggering me at work. But I realized that it was because of what in my head, what was going on inside of me, and I could see so many of my colleagues doing exactly the same. So I decided that I'm going to practice being this change now by not being so reactive, but understanding where the other person is coming from. And then this is what I started to talk to people about. So seek to understand first, because I would almost immediately, anytime somebody says something, take that so personally, I would just like carry it with me forever and then uh, almost wear it like a badge. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, several years ago, it's been many years ago, you know, it became a thing here in the US where, you know, the word triggered became popular. And if you were on media and you watch TV and the news, as I did at that time, being triggered was associated with just not being able to be adult, not being able to handle the truth. Now, what I realize is that being triggered is something that shows us that we have something inside of us that we need to evaluate. It needs to be healed. We need to look at what about this other person caused us to have this reaction Mm. and like, how can I heal that? How can I make a difference? Not necessarily that the other person is wrong for triggering us in awareness. You talked about being aware. I preach awareness on this podcast all the time. I say preach. It's not a religion here, but but awareness is the core of everything. Because if we aren't aware, then we can't evolve. Bottom line. So here you are. You're moving through. You're coaching on coffee breaks. You're finding this passion. You've had the flu. You're like, what is going on with my life? What am I doing here? 
at what point did you decide to start your own business? And what did that look like moving from corporate into business for you? Well, yeah. So at that point, I was uh, obviously listening a lot of James Wedmore stuff. And uh, in 2018, there's this uh, business course comes in BBD. Yay, great. Literally three months after I trained as a life coach, I enrolled in BBD. And that's for those of you who don't know, BBD essentially stands for business by your design. So you can design your own business. And this program gives all the processes that you can possibly need for life. That's an amazing, it gave me the confidence. So I started every single process. What do we, what do I do? Webinar process, whatever. But then there's always this on the sidelines. Oh, great. I can do this. I can do that, but still haven't done anything. So I have decided again, towards the middle of 2018, I was like, I cannot live another year like this. And the same thing Every June, the old students would go, the new ones would come, and I would still be in the same place. And it just was so painful for me. And so I decided this is going to be the last year I get to see these students coming in, and I will not be celebrating my 20 years. That was my intention, that I literally just put it on the ground, you know, put a stake in the ground. And I was even telling my closest colleagues, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to be celebrating my 20 years here. So... That was something that I said. So I decided January 2019, I'm going to do a webinar in May 2019. Here's the topic. Don't care, whatever. I put all my systems, got my Kajabi up and running, and I told three friends to make sure that I stick to it. And off I went, (laughs) my first (laughs) webinar. And I had only like 75 people in my email list as a result of the webinar, started from the 12 that people knew me, whatever. And that's how I started. I started a Facebook group and all that sort of stuff. All I knew because I needed to take the leap. Only yeah. three, four, five people turned up, one of which my one was my old student and one of which my was my husband. But who cares? I practiced. I showed up. I went to the end. I practiced the system, the follow-up sequence and all that sort of stuff. And since then, I've done more and more and more. But it's just basically all I, to answer your question, all I did have to do is just to take that leap. Start from somewhere. Allow me to be able to make mistakes, fail and learn. And, oh, my God, the learning. We keep hearing other people saying that there's so much learning and failure, but until you fail and go through the emotions and the stuff you just don't because I even had the post-traumatic launch disorder as they call it, <laughs> for a bit but you know now I've having done my fifth launch I'm like yeah whatever I'll make yeah. it easy this time it's easy <laughs> yeah and you know I don't do the big launch process I I email my list whenever you know I have something going on because I keep my program very small and mm. intimate but I've had the launch where I had one person sign up. I've had the launch where I had zero people sign up. And I've had the deal where I've had 15 or 20 and 20 is my max in a group. So, you know, it it works out exactly as it should. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking before, like there was a, a point where, you know, you said you didn't have the guts to leave the four walls. Mm-hmm. What was that about? So, yeah, you were talking about habits, you know. Literally, since finishing my PhD at university, that was the first job I've ever applied for. That was the first job I had. 
that's all I knew within those four walls. Every morning I'd get up and go to work, get my coffee, chat with my colleagues. And I love that. And I really love the extracurricular stuff that we were doing and giving me the fulfillment up to a certain point. And like I said, I hit my glass ceiling. And um, in the last year, since I decided I wasn't going to be there for 20 years, literally I disconnected from it all mentally I mean I would still show up and do the work like I said I always do it anyway because I'm a good person good student I'll show up but in the heart mentally I had disconnected I could no longer even relate to the people who were there anymore even though they were my dear friends I couldn't even speak about the topics that they were speaking about I could not relate to any of it because I was literally disconnected from the heart and from the head and that's basically when I decided I'm not going to do this anymore, how it's going to happen, I have no idea. But at least I had my foot externally somewhere else that I knew that I could do it. And I was now starting to surround myself with those sort of people. And also the other thing you were saying, we were all fortunized. So I joined Jim Fortin's program in September 2019, having already done it alongside my husband in May 2019. I thought I need to get into this coaching. Doing from the sidelines is one thing, but being in that hot seat and getting that coaching is another entirely. So, And in the first coaching call, I was the second hot seat already, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something to be in a hot seat. <laughs> yeah. And actually, watching back that hot seat still with Jim, I was still resisting. I was still kind of working against myself and he was he was almost I don't want to say struggling but he wasn't getting through to me because I was still putting up so much resistance I can only see it now but yeah it was interesting but obviously it shifted a lot (laughs) still yeah and you know those layers peel away bit by bit but sometimes for some of us you know that resistance comes from deeply held patterns of a protective mechanism, you know, and even though as adults, it's not serving us, but at some point we felt those protective mechanisms were serving us to either hold back or to not be seen or to, you know, feel we had to rely on others, whatever that looks like. It looks like something different for everyone, but it usually comes back down to some of the same basic fears or concerns that we have built upon over the years. Now, being in that program, I know that you were introduced into self-hypnosis there. Mm-hmm. And it's all about visualizing your life as if you're already where you want to be and conditioning your mind that, yes, this is comfortable. Yes. Okay. This opportunity is going to get me to point B. So once your mind becomes associated with your point B, it will naturally begin to look for opportunities that get you there that you might have otherwise would have missed. But you and I did some work together. And I would love it if you would share, we talked a little bit beforehand, what was the shift that the one-on-one work created for you? And what did it open up for you? Yeah. So before we worked together, I was looking for something to be wrong, because I was constantly angry towards especially the people I was just surrounded by, like my husband, my son and so forth so I was constantly angry frustrated and really not very nice to be around 
to be honest. So I was looking for what is wrong with me? Why am I <laughs> doing this? What What's happening? Why is this caused by? So, so having done the work with you, I realized actually there was nothing. So I was looking for a problem that didn't exist. The only thing that was happening is that I was essentially, I used to call, call myself a waste of space. I have a PhD, for God's sake. You know, I've, I've achieved the, the best I can in my job and I'm a good person, whatever, but I still called myself a waste of space because I was so frustrated. And why? Because I couldn't live the purpose that I was here for. There was so much to give, but I couldn't give. And that frustration essentially translated into being angry with other people. But I realized that I had to just have a good look and forgive myself for whatever it is that I'm angry about and just accept it and then move on. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and you bring up an amazing point because I have been here, I have experienced this, and I'm not going to digress into my story. If you want to know where being in alignment got me, go back to my November 2020 episode about suicide awareness, because that's where my anger got me. But it all boiled down to exactly what you experienced, not doing what you were passionate about was creating that underlying tension, which created frustration, and it was spilling over into everything else. Yes, and it is not a very good place to be, for sure. No, no. <laughs> not for me, not for anybody. And it's just basically crying out for, you know, there is more to me than just this. And having realized that, leaving the four walls actually became not difficult anymore. It became a effect of the cause that I sorted out, if that makes sense. And in the self-hypnosis that I was doing, all I was doing is the waving from the other side of the gate to my colleagues with a smile on my face. And that's all I would visualize for I those, love that. For those three months. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And you know, I'm gonna let you leave everyone with one nugget of wisdom before we go. But the one thing that I would like for people to get out of everything that we've discussed here is that there is no one and done in improving your life. You know, whether you coach others, you're being coached by others. If you want to continue to evolve, you have to seek more that's outside of yourself and you have to seek to heal what's inside of yourself, what needs to be healed. You know, I have people reach back out to me like after a year of having worked together and says, oh, this thing came up. I feel like there's something there. I've done the journaling. I've done the mindset work and it's still just kind of eating at me. Can we just kind of clear this little thing out? <laughs> you know, we'll yeah. reconnect and we'll work on that one thing. And it's definitely an, an evolutionary process. I mean, I've been in Jim Fortin's program for two and a half years. I know Adrian was in for over a year, probably like 16 months it's been a pleasure to know both of you because you're both inspiring to me and I'm excited to have you here. So what would, you know, knowing that this is about people creating what they want in life to use that subconscious, to use their mindset, to create their destiny, what would you leave people with? Yeah, this is something that I come across so much now with the people that I work with as well and the kind of people I work with everybody's worried about uncertainty 
So what's going to happen on the other side? And because of that uncertainty, they stay in their comfort zone. And as we all know, comfort zone doesn't exist. It's something that's created by our brain. So, and I, I tell them, you know, until you take that leap, nothing is going to happen for you. And it's, there's like a chicken and an egg. All I can say to them, there is so much more than you can possibly imagine right now on the other side. But allow yourself to be able to imagine it because when you do imagine that will come to you quicker than you can even say the word imagine <laughs> that makes sense exactly and the only thing that creates an air fingers quote comfort zone is the fact that it is familiar yeah. to our brain when we are going through a familiar routine familiar circumstances with familiar people doing familiar things the brain is like, oh, okay, I recognize this. I'm cool. The minute your brain has to start to figure out what's going on, it's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? And I just love that you wrapped it up with that. Have you spent thousands of hours and dollars working with coaches, doing the mindset work, taking advantage of every course, tool, tip, trick, or technique? that you can get your hands on so that you can lead your most joyful, most fulfilling life, yet you still find yourself hesitating or holding back, then I would like for you to consider a call with our team. Head over to pennychason.com and let's have a chat today and see if you would be a good fit for the subconscious work that gets these blocks out of your way so you can move forward in life. You have a special gift for people, and it's something that comes naturally to you. I want you to share with everyone. You have an offer coming up, and where can people find out more about you, your offer, and where can they find you on social media? Yes, so I have a Facebook page, Tulai Masi Coaching. I have my website is tulaimasicoaching.com essentially simple as that and I normally offer people a eight weeks coaching program that basically mastering the serenity principles because I came from chaos to achieve serenity in my life and this is specifically for high achieving corporate women like I was at that time when they are scared of finding their purpose when they are scared of what that next step is going to be I have them you know I I I can tell them exactly, I can teach them and I can guide them through exactly every step. And, you know, I've created so many transformations for people and I want everybody to be able to experience that. And people wonder, you know, uncertainly, I don't even know where I am. So the first thing to start with is this really simple workbook that I have people, you know, a few questions to sit down and answer for yourself. Where in my life I'm actually not quite aligned what is not working for me? What is really working? Where can I, you know, it's like riding a bike with a buckled wheel. If the wheel is buckled, you can't ride it, right? So you need to start looking at it. What is it that you're trying to avoid and really face it? And when you're ready to, when having done that exercise, I'll be there to really show the mirror and hold your hand whilst you're looking at that mirror. And then that's kind of goes from there, really. So, yeah. Awesome. So everyone, we will have these links 
on the website so that you can easily find Tule. I encourage you to reach out to her. If you are in corporate, you are a professional woman and you find that you're in chaos and um, let her help you out with that. Thank you again, Tule, for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you and everyone. I will catch you next time. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in today. I would love it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review about how this episode has helped you to improve your life. When you leave a positive review, it helps us to reach even more people, helping them to change their lives. And that positive energy and vibration of sharing comes back to you as we spread the message of how you can use the power of intention creating stronger subconscious beliefs and raising our vibration to create the life that we desire, the one that we're here to truly live so that we can fulfill our purpose in life. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.